0: Welcome to Wealth Science. I'm your host, Jesse Fuchsia, Army Ranger, real estate investor, and income enthusiast. On this show, we uncover the keys to attaining financial freedom. There are so many people listening right now who are stuck in that day-to-day, nine-to-five rat race. Luckily, it's only temporary. Each week, we bring on guests that help us discover the steps to build financial freedom, passive income, and generational wealth so we can live the life we were born to live. Money is freedom. Let's get to the show. Welcome back to another episode of Wealth Science. I'm your host, Jesse Fuchsia, and today's guest is Miles Gage. Miles is the co founder and chief marketing officer at Rapunzel Investments a mobile application that allows individuals to simulate stock portfolios for utilizing real-time market data. Miles has been an advocate for encouraging young people to invest in the stock market, given his exposure to learning about it in elementary school where he won several stock trading competitions. He has now dedicated his life to educating people on the attainment of financial freedom. Wealth Science, I bring you Miles Gage. Miles, welcome to the show, brother. What's going on?
1: Thank you for having me, Jesse. Well, first and foremost, I'm in Chicago right now, and apparently we have a blizzard scheduled for okay. tonight, so just bracing myself for that. But other than that, I mean, it's uh, February 1st, and we're just kind of hitting the ground running. Um, basically, we're about to go on on the road on another college road trip. Uh, we did our first one in uh, September, and we bought a Ford Transit van, and we went to Roughly 25 high school. I'm sorry, 25 colleges across the Midwest and the South. So, um, we went we went from like 2,000 monthly active users to 10,000 monthly active users in 35,000 accounts. So, we're growing and uh, we're ready to start rocking and rolling again.
0: Yeah, Miles, this story is so cool and how you came across this idea is so intriguing to me. Like I was telling you before we got started, like I wish like Rapunzel was a thing like 10 years ago, because I would have closed that knowledge gap so much faster in the stock market. For the people who might not know what it is, I mean, if you take a couple of minutes and kind of just
1: share your story and you know, your background and how you started Rapunzel Investments. Absolutely. I think just for the for the sake of the podcast, I'll go with Rapunzel and then get into my personal story. But essentially, Rapunzel is a simulated stock trading platform. And uh, basically, we give users 10,000 fictional dollars to buy and sell publicly traded companies. So you can think about it as a risk-free way to learn about investing because you don't have to, the fear of losing money is eliminated because it's all fictitious, but we have real-time market data provided by NASDAQ. So it gives users the most up-to-date stock prices. The cooler part about Rapunzel is the fact that we allow our users users to enter their fictitious stock portfolios into competitions where they can compete for scholarship and cash prizes. and Basically, my partner Brian Curcio and I came up with the idea, um, or even came up with the name Rapunzel, because people view the world of investing and the returns of, of a Wall Street as something that's often perched in an ivory tower that's inaccessible to most people. So we're essentially rolling down that hair to provide equitable access to financial markets. And what ultimately compelled us to develop this platform, and, and especially in the simulated side, is we saw, or around 2016, we saw the emergence of digital or, or mobile brokerage platforms that were commissioned free. So we saw a lot of our friends and a lot of people in general flocking to these platforms because investing was more accessible. However, these people that were suddenly interested in the stock market didn't necessarily have The education or the fundamentals to really know what they were doing. So we personally had a lot of friends um, that were buying companies when they were green and selling them when they were red and not really having a thesis behind it. So we just saw a teachable opportunity. And Brian and I both grew up um, using simulators throughout middle school and high school. So we saw that there weren't currently any mobile platforms that were really like tapping into this like market or really satisfying this need. And to give you a little background on, on myself and how I even got exposed to finance is the fact that I attended an elementary school, a public elementary school on the south side of Chicago that was founded by former Secretary of Education, Arnie Duncan and the CEO of, or, or co-founder, or I'm sorry, the founder of Aerial Investments, John Rogers, which I believe is still the largest minority-owned asset management firm in the world. But basically those two have been friends since they went to the lab school in High Park. And that's important to know because that is going to be relevant later on. But basically they felt that in addition to the general curriculum of math, science, language, arts, social studies that young people especially young people from underserved communities need to be learning about money management and personal finance because these are topics that are often not discussed in our homes and that ultimately creates this perpetuating cycle of people making poor financial decisions because if you never know or instruct to do anything you're what do you do but and the thing that they thought about was the fact that regardless of what you study in school, you're ultimately going to get a job, you're ultimately going to get a paycheck. So if you're never taught or instructed on what to do, you're going to make all these bad or poor decisions. So we started learning about the basics of economics and finance and aerial in, in first grade. And uh, each sixth grade class was actually given $20,000 of real money to manage. And I was actually part of a small group of or a small cohort of students called the Junior Board of Directors that got to allocate uh, what funds, or I'm sorry, what companies we invested in on behalf of, of the class's portfolio. So that was like my initial introduction to investing. One, having an investing class at school, being on this Junior Board of Directors. But I would ultimately start managing my own portfolio of stocks when I was in sixth grade because my brother, Uh, my older brother Mario would ultimately join a teen investment club called Ujama Jr. And that was basically a prize for him winning this competition hosted by the Federal Reserve Bank of Chicago, uh, the Money Smart Kid competition. And so he was the first winner. um, And I believe that was in 04. So just being the younger brother, I was kind of always in his shadow and And uh, family members would always talk about how he did that. So just me being a little competitive, I was like, I want to win this competition. I think I can win it too. So I entered that competition in 2008 when I was in eighth grade. I also won that competition. And one of my prizes was actually a full ride scholarship to the lab school where Arnie and John both attended. And so my brother also won that scholarship as well because we were... Kind of like the marquee students in a sense that hey these are kids that were exposed to that and, and see they're basically taking the baton and running with it so through our involvement in that investment club ujama junior we would attend or we would speak to other young people around the midwest on the importance of personal finance uh, financial literacy and investing in the stock market early on and to to literally towards to paint the picture in 2008, when I won that competition, that was kind of like in the beginning or the midst of the, our, the recession that was brought on by the housing market. So I entered freshman year in 2008, and my first friend was this guy named Brian Curcio, and basically we bonded over the fact that we were both teen investors, and he get, got exposure to the world of finance because his parents were investment bankers. But we were both, I guess, precocious 14-year-olds, and our lockers were like two apart. So we would often have like these heated d- 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 discussions about where we saw price dislocation um, in, in stocks and, and where we thought opportunities were. But as 14-year-olds, we under- we know we were privy in a layer of market cycles, So we knew that we weren't retiring anytime soon. So while all of these stock prices were ultimately discounted because of the recession, we thought of that as kind of like this Kmart blue light special or a black Friday sale. And we were we were really excited to, to be making some investing decisions. So I think that that base and that foundation really kind of set the precedent for Rapunzel and get, gave us the credibility to create a, a, a simulator And we're able to share kind of like our personal testimonies of like, hey, how we started investing in middle school and and how that allowed us to, one, not only gain exposure to careers in finance and start having internships in in high school, but then that ultimately prompted us to want to give back and and create a platform to expose more people that may not attend an aerial community academy or may not have parents who are investment bankers to provide that accessibility to the stock market and so another thing that we did alongside creating this actual app was developing a full suite of financial education tools because in 2018 upon building out the app um we were like how do we go get users so brian was very much getting acclimated in the fined ed space in chicago and funny enough he would end up chairing the fin the Federal Reserve Bank of Chicago's Money Smart Committee. So mind you, this is like 2017 going into 2018. And that's also my 10 year anniversary of winning the competition. So we put our millennial heads together and came up with this plan of like, why don't we create this type of event around, hey, like Miles won this competition 10 years ago. Now he's developed an app that makes investing accessible to people. And the Fed was struggling to figure out how to, Generate uh, more applicants towards their essay competition for middle schoolers, and we were like, "Well, that's cool, but you don't do anything for high school students." And we identified as that as a time where you start to get have more disposable income. You may have your first job, babysitting, camp counselor, whatever it may be. But though that really is a critical period for people because you're starting to either form good habits or poor habits as it pertains to money management. So we brought the idea of like, let's host a high school investment competition. They're like, okay, cool, you can use Rapunzel, but you all are responsible for going to get the users and coming up with the scholarship prize. So Rapunzel still had some money left over from um, like our friends and family round when we were initially, you know, going looking for seed money to, to build out this platform. So we were like, okay, well, we'll. We'll, we'll put up 10000 for a scholarship. And so then we went to the office of Ariel and we spoke to John and they agreed to contribute 10000 to the scholarship as well. So we were able to say that we were partnering with Ariel Investments and the Federal Reserve Bank of Chicago. And then that's when it got really hard because we thought that we were going to be able to reach out to some senior education leaders in Chicago, and they were going to disseminate the scholarship to Chicago to high school students. But unfortunately, um, public education systems have a lot of bureaucracy, and so each school was kind of like its own little domain. Um, but us being the you know the persistent millennials or or. Uh, that we are we basically devised a plan and mapped out over like every high school in chicago and we we basically tapped our friends and we drove to like every high school in chicago and through that effort we were able to get like 2500 kids to participate in the competition and then um our grand prize winner actually came from an alternative school in the west side of chicago and that Rapunzel was her first introduction to the stock market, but that competition um, allowed her to continue her education and go debt-free her first year. She thought that she was gonna have to join the military to support her family. So for me, um, I was also working a full-time job at a bank. That was kind of like the green light moment where I'm like, okay, there's something bigger than me here. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't know, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I don't know how I'm gonna actually support myself. Because I'm Rapunzel didn't have money to pay a salary or anything, but I'm like I gotta just go take this risk. So luckily I had been saving because I knew that I wanted to do this full time anyway. So I luckily I was able to position myself um, from from when I graduated in 2016 to the end of 2018 to have a, a decent savings where I I was able to quit my job in uh, early January 2019 and go join Rapunzel full time because uh, we had a lot of media coverage from 2018 for our inaugural competition we were able to partner with another um, investment firm in Los Angeles called Wedbush Securities and we did a similar competition in LA um, and they supported a scholarship prize and we worked with discover I'm, not, I'm sorry not excuse me we worked with Fidelity Investments to do a competition with the NESCAT colleges so that's a consortium of the liberal arts schools on the east coast so we uh, that was 2019 and basically we were also simultaneously doing another uh, round of fundraising. Um, and luckily at the end of the year, we we closed the $3 million round and that allowed us to uh, collect salaries and kind of be a little bit more comfortable, but obviously yeah. with early business, it just never stops. And it's yeah. 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 But- I, I think when you're that young, Miles, it's
0: its like the hustle, dude. It's so easy to get tied up, but it's good to be able to relax, too. I mean, a $3 million raise, that's incredible. And just, right. I, I love the background to this story. Like I said, it's amazing. I mean, you guys are literally changing young people's lives. And I agree with you. You know, there's not enough financial literacy taught in schools today, which is, is super frustrating. You know, I've had so many people on here miles who are, you know, younger than 30 that, you know, I feel like we live in this society where there's this limiting belief that, you know, to be young, you know, we have to get nine to five jobs and, and work like that and we can't attain financial freedom. You know, it's, it's almost like it's impossible to be in your twenties and be a multimillionaire. But, you know, I've had people on here who think like you do, I've had other people on here. I mean, have you encountered those own limiting beliefs as you've kind of started down this journey? And I guess, how can people in maybe their teens or their twenties overcome those limiting beliefs to attain financial freedom at a
2: young age? Robusta Move was founded from our passion for two of the most simple and amazing things in life, good coffee and good music. Both of these enjoyable aspects of life play a vital role in the bringing together of people. And although we understand that everyone's music taste is different, there's no denying that when it comes to coffee, the difference between a good cup and a bad cup is undeniably blatant. That's why in the spirit of community and coming together, we at Robusta Move have made it our mission to supply our customers with superior coffee that you, your friends, and your family can enjoy. And we'll leave the playlist up to you. Visit robustamove.com and save 20% on your first order with the code VINYL. That's code VINYL, V-I-N-Y-L to save 20% on your first order at robustamove.com. Robusta Move Coffee. Try it today.
1: Yeah, you know, honestly, I don't think I personally ever had those limiting beliefs. And that, I will say, was directly attributed to, like, me going to Ariel, me, like, having that relationship with John Rogers, and him bringing people like Joe Mansueto, who started Morningstar, and Guys a billionaire, and then having people like George Lucas coming to the school who founded or created Star Wars and uh John inviting the junior board of directors to go to the McDonald's shareholder meeting in May at the corporate headquarters because he's on the board. I think that initial exposure to people that are operating at this high level of business and and or even starting their own business for me just put this bug in like I can do it myself. And and again, I think that was kind of like that common bond that Brian and I shared. Just with him getting that exposure to investment banking via his parents, because like I said, we had internships in finance in high school, so we were already on this track where we thought we were going to work, you know, in at a hedge fund or PE, um, which I know is like the common buzzword for a lot of young people these days, but I think it was just that exposure element early on that really uh, made us want to take the reins of our financial futures and really start building wealth for ourselves personally. Um, Me, I personally, I recognize the fact that I may not have had a support system. So I knew I had to get a job to at least be able to be in a position to take a leap with entrepreneurship. And I think that that's something that is important to emphasize for young people that it's okay to work a nine to five. It is not a means you don't have to do it your whole life. And I think what COVID has showed us that the world is ever evolving and it's too short for you to be just doing something that you're not truly passionate about, but you know, sometimes passion doesn't pay the bills, but you can't just do something to just make money. You do have to have passion there. But to that point, you also want to make sure that you have a safety net for yourself too. And so that's what I was able to do after I graduated from college in 2016. I got a a, a banking job. I went through a training program, but this was also the beginning uh, or the, the the genesis of the idea of Rapunzel. So I knew that at some point I wanted to do that, like I told you, full time. So I just started really diligently saving um to, to have you know a, a safety net for myself to be able to take a leap. And and something to also to preface during uh this this interview is I I moved back home after school. I didn't immediately get an apartment. My my family are are they're very much into real estate and they don't believe in paying rent. So my grandma was always like, you never pay rent, you should buy something. So there was this bug in my head that I wanted to have own a place. So I basically was saving simultaneously to to make a down payment um, for, for a condo. And I knew that I had to leave my mom's house eventually. So if even if I'm at a startup, I would have to pay rent somewhere. So I had the idea of like, well, I want to at least be in a position where if I'm paying something, I'm building equity in it. So had enough, my brother and I, we purchased a place, we made a down payment, but our like monthly like mortgage and HOA is like comparable to whatever we'd be paying in rent somewhere, but it's another asset that we own, right? And so I think that was just something that also like made me comfortable, like taking the leap because I was like, hey, I have Basically, 12 months to support my basic necessities. After that, I don't know. But luckily, I think like we're we're not I think, but in the 25th hour, we were able to to raise the funds and and uh, be able to collect a you know a, a decent salary to to like support the dream. It's nothing nothing crazy, but nonetheless, it was like it, it's enough where I can not have to worry about certain things and really just focus on on growing the business and also achieving that impact that uh, that is. Eli with Rapunzel's mission.
0: Yeah, that's, that's incredible. And we have a bunch of real estate people who come on here. So to just, you really talk like you wanted to buy equity instead of paying like another landlord. That's, that's, right. yeah, I completely get that. And then also your point on, you know, being a young person and nine to five or being wherever, I totally agree. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, if you're building that passion project on the side, and for me, it's it's doing this, it's it's real estate, it's stock market, it's crypto. I come home from my W-2 and I feed this dream from you know four o'clock till midnight every day. Right. That's the hustle, dude. It's like, how bad do you want it? Um, dude, that's super special. I, I want to get back to the stock market stuff because okay. I just know you're a wealth of knowledge, dude. And we're, I want to get your perspective on this. We're we're 12 months after the whole, you know, Wall Street bets, uh, GameStop, Reddit piece, and stuff like that, dude. And so many people out there made millions of dollars of what felt like over. Overnight, um, I guess. What is your perspective on like Wall Street bets and, and Reddit when it comes to this whole GameStop thing, and I guess that whole fiasco?
1: So many people lost a lot of money too, and yeah. and, and that's really unfortunate. And I think that to our advantage was such a golden opportunity because it really emphasized the importance of education on financial market. So we were previously like we did these competitions with some schools, but they're 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 they want to do the traditional budgeting savings or but now that the kids are asking of or like talking about stocks in class, we're able to go to the teachers like, hey, we have this educational tool. So rather than you creating an account or looking at Reddit threads and just buying what the community is saying, you need to have your own philosophy, your own thesis. So Again, that created a teachable moment, but also really shed light on the value that we're bringing with Rapunzel. Um, It's unfortunate that that happened, but that really, I think, definitely created some more momentum for Rapunzel and what we're trying to do on an educational front.
0: Yeah, that's that's incredibly important, and I agree. A lot of people, unfortunately, did lose a lot of money. But and, it, and I agree, there is that demand for financial literacy. Where like Rapunzel is the solution to learn without getting burned mm-hmm. and kind of going forward, dude. That's so special. Um, you know, when it comes to like a, a stock portfolio, Miles, what are what are some of like the basic principles? To like diversifying within a portfolio and obviously not specific stock picks we this is not a platform that does that but just like the basic principles if someone out there is listening like
1: what type of stocks or what different you know platforms should they be looking at absolutely well first off i think strategy is is key um i think passive investing always wins and older folks are always say like just invest in an index fund because the s p 500 which basically comprises the Five hundred largest companies has delivered returns of ten percent on average since its inception, and that's including that those periods of trough or or those uh, recessions that we've encountered. So if you do that, you're likely going to make money over time. So that's that's rule number one. Um, the other thing is like in addition to like an index fund, an ETF, an exchange exchange traded fund, which is similar to an index fund, but it's basically a pool of companies. Um, that are listed on an exchange. So you don't have to pick stocks individually. Because not to say that you're whoever listening is not going to be a good stock picker, but you can make it easier on yourself. Um, me personally, I was brought up under this model called Fetch. And um Fetch represents five industries that are needed regardless of the economic climate. So when I was building my portfolio, that's kind of how I initially decided on which companies did I purchase, um, because I did not invest in the ETF or an index fund when I was 12 years old. So the F stands for financial services. So those include banks. So we can imagine what the world would look like without banks, it would be pure chaos. So that's needed regardless if the economy is doing well, or if the economy is not performing well. Um, the second one is energy because we need like lights and gas to get from point A to point B or to get our Amazon packages or to drive our cars to get to work. That's something that's critical, right? T is technology because look, we're communicating virtually on a platform because we can't be in person. So that's something that's ever evolving. Or if you think about the last time that you didn't use your phone, you probably couldn't tell me that because we always spend so much time on technology and and through the research and development, that's something that's ever changing. But that is a huge driver of, of the economy and society. So that's one industry to think of. C is communication and it kind of echoes what I was saying with technology, but we need to be able to stay in touch with our loved ones or our business or or with or with our employers or anybody. So those are like cell phone providers or or a platform like Zoom, those are things that are vital. And the last one is healthcare and the reason that we're all stuck in our homes is because of a global health pandemic or a global health crisis. So that's something that is important too and beyond the pandemic and beyond covid-19, unfortunately people do get sick or people need to go see doctors and people need medicine. So that's something that's always going to be in demand. So when I was initially building my portfolio or picking individual stocks to invest in, that's something that I that's that's something that I would use and that acronym was actually introduced to me in my uh, investing club, Udrama Jr. by the founder, April Williams. So that she imparted that on us. But for anyone um, thinking about investing, I would say, one, if you really aren't sure of, of what to purchase, think about an index fund. Or if you do want to invest in initial companies, think about that acronym FETCH or also think about companies that you support on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. So if you go to McDonald's every day and you get a Big Mac and a McFlurry, Maybe you should be an owner of McDonald's, or if you have an iPad, a MacBook, an iPhone, maybe you should have Apple stock. Or if you buy every pair of Jordans or Nike Air Force ones, maybe you should buy Nike stock. Or if you have a Google account and you use Google for your email and and go on YouTube every day, maybe Google stock. Or if you are addicted to Amazon, maybe Amazon. But those are things to think about when you're initially constructing your portfolios. Like, what companies do you believe in? What do you support? And what 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 would you want to own for a long period of time? And that was something that's something that Warren Buffett emphasizes when he invests, he's like investing to be an owner of a company. And he typically holds things for a long-term duration. So that's something that I personally practice. I'm not a trader. I don't have the bandwidth. I also don't have high-speed internet to be doing all this trading. And that's something that we saw with Wall Street Bets, Reddit was that these people were going up against these algos and these high frequency trading firms and they're going to get crushed because they just don't have the latency or the, they don't have that fast data or or um, you know pricing to really be able to uh, be able to capitalize on on market or price movement so those are things to consider as well
0: yeah, I think that's so powerful. And just to your point about being a long-term investor, I'm a huge believer in that too. And I read a, a stat the other day, I'm going to get it wrong, but this is kind of the gist of it. It was like, if you invested in the S&P 500 for the last like 30 years, whatever, every year your gain was like positive and I'm making this up a thousand percent. But if you missed the top 17 days in the last 30 years, your gains were like positive like 30% or just drastically lower. And I think that's so important to invest for the long term. It's, it's incredibly powerful. I guess, what, what's your perspective out on uh, Miles when it comes to like, people who like maybe panic sell or something like that or FOMO? I mean, have you seen that? I guess, you know, people who use your app and kind of today, and I guess, what are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, I think, I think the, that panic selling was really um, brought to light during The early or the beginning of 2021. And that's why I always, whenever I speak to anyone or talk to people, I always say form your own thesis. Don't take stock tips from anyone else and just run with it. Because the moment that the company goes in a negative direction or the stock price drops to a level that's less than what you paid for it, you're going to freak out, right? But if you invested in a company that you know may have missed their earnings one quarter, but you know, they're developing this, this technology that's going to be transformational. You're probably like, okay, I'm okay with this the price declining. In fact, I may even buy more shares because I really believe in the underlying business and the thesis of why I bought the company didn't change despite the fact that they may have like missed the earnings expectations, but that conviction is ultimately what will protect you from your own fear. And that's why I say you always have to do your homework on something. You can't just run with what you hear. But if you were to see something or hear something, go do some research. And if you believe and agree with that then buy it. Because what may work for me or what may not work for me may work for someone else or vice versa. Everyone has their own risk tolerance, appetite and 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 things that they're willing to stomach. So there are people that are more risk seeking. There are more people that are risk averse. So I think it just, you know, it varies from person to person, but like like I like I said, do your own homework and that's the key.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. Your own research is is super important. And I think like, we've talked about it all day today, but like, people get wrapped up in the, you know, stock twits or whatever Wall Street debts. And it's like, they're listening to these people out there. It's like, who the hell knows who these people are, or if they have any, any intelligence at all, dude, it's like, you have no track record, you know, (laughs) because
1: if you really had all this information, why are you sharing it? Why wouldn't you just go make the money? I don't yeah. know, that's something I, I would
0: think about. You know? it, it baffles me, dude. And it's like, just go to the fundamentals. And if you do your own research and, and focus on the fundamentals of investing, which you've hit on all of them today, I mean, the long-term investing aspect, you know, and I, it's so powerful, dude. It drives me nuts when I see people like, hey, I got this new stock. And it's like, yeah, so-and-so on stock twitch said it's going to like the moon this week. And it's like, dude, you got to stop. This isn't, uh, that's not what I like to invest in. At least I like to do my own research, just like you. Um, but dude, this has been so powerful today. I think Rapunzel, like I said, I said at the beginning, dude, I wish this was around 10 years ago, because I think I would be in a different place financially than I am now. And I love the stock market. I love real estate. Um, I'm in crypto too, just messing around and learning right now, but just to get my feet wet, dude. Um, but to kind of close out the interview, dude, I, I asked the same two questions to everyone. And I'm super intrigued by what your answer is going to be, dude. Um, the first question is, Miles, if you could solve any
1: problem in the world, what would it be and why? I mean, I, I I would say poverty and people being able, or or in in to build on that answer, people being able to overcome or grow out of their current socioeconomic statuses. And one of the reasons that I'm so passionate about Rapunzel is because the stock market is the greatest wealth creation tool ever. So that really could change someone's financial status in a matter of years and time and it, it and it moves quickly. And that's something that has always been near and dear to me because yes, working uh, a job is great but it's good to have your money working for you because they're only 24 hours in a day and you can only do so much, you know, you can only Do so much labor-intensive things. So putting your money to work and showing people how to do that—that's what like I would solve. So that's why I say like the poverty and 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 helping people build wealth and sustain it. Yeah, I love that, dude.
0: It's it's incredible, and it's just I I just love the aspect of making your money work for you. There's so many people out there who you know live paycheck to paycheck, working a nine-to-five job, and like that's the whole point of this platform is to show people that you know, if that is what you want, you know, there's nothing wrong with that, but there is an alternative, uh, if you want to seek something different, dude. So that's super powerful. Um, the
1: last question, dude, Miles Gage is living the perfect life. What's it look like? If Miles Gage is living the perfect life, I don't even know. Uh, but to, <laughs> I want to, okay, i I guess I'll give the superficial answer. Um, probably being able to, uh, travel wherever I wanted to go on the world around the world, having a driver and being able to get on a boat that's over 100 feet. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the perfect life. Um, but like, from a just from a thoughtful standpoint, if I'm living a perfect life, it's me being able to impart the wisdom that has been bestowed on to me to help other people overcome their current circumstances, which kind of builds off of the initial question that you asked but that that's what moves me is being able to help other people honestly um, and not necessarily from a place of me wanting something back but I I've, I've, I've been blessed with so many opportunities for and people doing things they didn't have to do so I, I'm very much a, um, a a giving person I'd rather be a giver than a taker and that was something that was also imparted on I me mean, by by John Rogers and seeing you know, his philanthropic muscles in Chicago and and across the country, so that that's that's the perfect life: being able to help people, being able to solve problems, and really complex problems. I think. Um, so yeah, dude, that's the perfect answer, and I I can't agree more. And it's so that exactly what you guys are doing. I mean, get after with this
0: app. It's an incredible idea, and just. How much, I like I just want to see the long-term effects of this, you know, 10, 20 years down the road, the lives that you guys are changing right now, Miles, it's absolutely incredible. Like I said, this story is super inspiring and and what you guys are doing, it's world-class over there at Rapunzel. So I can't thank you enough for coming on Wealth Science, dude. You know, people who hear this show, they want to connect with you, Miles, or follow up afterwards, you know, what platforms are you on? How can people learn more about you?
1: We are like on Instagram and Twitter at Rapunzel Investments, and we spell it R-A-P-U-N-Z-L. So it's like the fairy tale, except there's no E. So if you start typing Rapunzel in without the E, you'll find us. Um, also, one thing that I want to share with everyone is we are launching cryptocurrency on the app, sure. and that should be out within it's February right now. So it should be out by the end of the month, and we'll we'll have a crypto simulator. And we'll also uh, allow our users to enter, just similarly to the stock competitions, crypto competitions, and be able to win actual cryptocurrency. So, you know, we're trying to we we want to tackle every asset class. So we know that crypto's very hot right now. So, we're 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 giving the people what they want. But um, yeah, reach out to us uh, if you really want to connect with me. Engage at RapunzelInvestments.com. I live on my computer, so I'll probably respond if you have any questions and. For anyone that's also listening, if you download Rapunzel, you are given a unique referral code. And for every person that you refer to Rapunzel that creates an account and places a trade, we'll actually give you an actual dollar. And then you can cash out your your winnings or the ten your your money once you hit ten dollars, and you can win up to or receive up to two hundred fifty dollars. So if you got two hundred fifty people that you think need Rapunzel, send that code because again, we really want to put money in your pockets. Play with Rapunzel, don't get burned. (laughs) I love that, dude. It's such a powerful idea.
0: And I'm so grateful you guys kind of put some ideas to reality and created it. It's going to help so many people. But Miles, I can't thank you enough for coming on, dude. Your story is amazing. What you guys are doing is amazing. You guys are changing lives and definitely added value today. So I can't thank you enough, brother. Thanks, Jesse. You have a great day. You too, brother. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Wealth Science Podcast. Take some time to subscribe and leave us a review. It really is the basis that helps us continue to bring on amazing guests each week. We have another incredible story to share next week, and I'm certain it's going to add value to this community. Please do not hesitate to reach out if there's anything I can do to help you in your journey of attaining financial freedom. Thank you again for listening, and we will see you next week.